0: I spent the last seven years of my life living out my wildest dreams. Bianca. Rocky. My dad. This was built on their shoulders. to the come there's listeners new bullying me host Leroy, aka No Time for Love Dr Jones with my co-host
1: all right yeah Eli, aka R5D's nuts
0: there you go sorry I didn't mean to catch you with your pants down think <laughs> you the Miller <laughs> talking about something but yeah uh yeah we're back to the episode we're going to jump into it not too much happen but we're going to go into it uh Eli you know this past week we did we celebrated a new holiday Mario Day I guess did that's we? new thing yeah. I did not know that. It's a new thing. It's a new thing. Everybody's celebrating Mario Day. So yeah, I would have know. pizza.
1: <laughs>
0: do you have pizza Mario Day? Mush- I don't supposed have mushrooms.
1: Mushroom pizza?
0: Or do mushrooms. I don't know.
1: Or have mushroom pizza. Put your mushrooms on the pizza.
0: Put mushrooms on your pizza. Do mushrooms. Do something.
1: Mushroom, oh. onion, sausage. That's a good combo.
0: There you go. So <laughs> we decided to celebrate on the page also. But I, and I I did like a little practical joke that I've been doing for the last three years. And I think I made a little bit too clear. I don't think people caught it when I did this you know like
1: ah, oh, yeah. I canceled now <laughs> We might i
0: i realize that's controversial now but the thing is someone is it just flew over people's heads completely so i just asked him, what's your favorite mario uh game that you play and people just naming donkey kong and mario 3 or whatever like that completely missing what i'm doing with the joke <laughs> so if people don't know what i'm doing with the joke i will explain the joke because i think it was a little too complicated this is male porn star ron jeremy made pretty much the most famous porn star boss now he's done other things that have got him canceled, guys. I guess porn he's wasn't in jail enough. right
1: now. I heard he's in jail sure. right now, yeah. So yeah.
0: that's it. So that's that's going on right now. So Ron Jeremy cosplayed he got me too'd. as one would. Yeah. That's a porn star, you know. But like I said, he got cosplayed, he cosplayed as Mario, and people don't know who he is. They would like that. So, and I had to explain his jokes to somebody that didn't know who he was because you got to remember this was Ron Jeremy's heyday was a while ago so there's a lot of people that don't even know who he is like even if i do say who he is they won't know who he is so i say (laughs) yes this was this is a male porn star and they looked at me like wait that's a porn star i'm like you know what i never really thought about that yeah our our you know expectation for a male porn star nowadays isn't what it was you know
1: yeah you know good old hairy 80s
0: (laughs) right all you just needed was just a porn stash and you were good to go you didn't need anything else you know so now you think
1: packing like a mule and that's
0: yeah like you didn't you didn't think about that back then back so now you think male porn star you think uh remember that dude from arrow
1: oh yeah oh yeah i'm not saying he is
0: a porn star but when you think porn star that's what you think (laughs) like that dude would do really well in porn i guess
1: yeah yeah he had no business being a poor kid from the hood right
0: <laughs> like that just didn't make any sense so that's my whole thing about that so this
1: kid afford all his hair products <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. he stole it i guess i don't know <laughs> or maybe he was just doing male prostitution on the side that's how he made his
1: living
0: that was his hustle yeah that was his hustle hey get it how you can
1: you gotta know? do what you gotta do
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh that being said we move on to the next part of the podcast like i said we're gonna talk about uh, a movie that i saw that actually had no plan of seeing we we'll to get into it. So we're gonna talk about Creed Three. Now, the reason why did I why did I see this movie? The reason I saw this movie, even though I had no plans of seeing this movie, is because uh I went to Vicksburg this weekend and the family wanted to see it, so it was a whole family thing. We all went and saw it, you know. Oh, um nice. yeah, yeah. So we got to see it. Nobody saw the other creed. I was I didn't see Creed <laughs> two, but I saw Creed one, and I saw one more movie than everybody else in the family saw. Nobody saw the first
1: one. creed like the they didn't see one? the first
0: screen, they was just like or if they did see it they, did they, like they think they're
1: gonna go see the band or something
0: <laughs> probably i guess <laughs> they just saw michael b joy let's go see michael b. It joy, it go.
1: <laughs>
0: ain't no crazy thing about it the movie theater was packed keep in okay. mind it's, it's vicksburg so it's like 30 seats but still <laughs> <laughs> but it was packed that's the thing about somebody speed i, mean, I expected you know stretch out again especially the second weekend stuff but yeah It was sold out, went in there, packed seat. We got energy from the crowd, things like that. So I thought it was pretty good. Uh, What do I think about this movie? Okay, main thing I want to think about this movie is two ways I want to critique this movie. One way as a movie on its own and another way as a movie in the Rocky franchise. Because I think there's two ways to determine this movie. Um, As far as just a movie, it was a crowd pleaser. You know, like I said, uh, Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan uh majors play well all of each off each other you know as the foils the hero villain type thing like that everything else about the movie i felt like wasn't bad but i felt like it was paint by numbers like standard like it it, it got the job done that's all because the thing is now, and that's why i got com- compare it compared to the other rocky movies because of the rocky movies i always felt like now this may be a controversial opinion but i'm gonna say it because i've seen every rocky movie multiple times it's one of my favorite franchises of all time it's up there with star wars uh Fast and the Furious, it's up there, you know. (laughs) Uh, But the thing I wanted to say is the Rocky movies, the main thing about the Rocky movies is the drama. The drama is the main thing about the Rocky movies. The acting, the characters, that's the main thing about the Rocky movie. By the time you actually get to the fight of the Rocky movie, that's actually probably the least important thing of those movies. Now, I'm not saying like the knockouts and who won, yes, that's important, but actually in the middle of the fights, the action between the fights, it's cool, but you're really bought in for everything that happens to that point. remember the characters you remember the name of the character you remember the relationship with the character you remember the quotes in this movie this isn't that this is paint by numbers this is almost you know tv level drama and it kind of flip-flops so where you don't care about the fights too much in the rocky movies in this movie the fights are the selling point like this i'm not gonna say this is the best fight in the rocky series i'm not saying that i'm not saying it but i will say this it's the most visually interesting fights in this in the rocky universe i'll put it like that because the all the rocky movies up until all this point even the other creed movies what they were trying to do is just recreate you know a real boxing match in the movie so basically exactly how they filmed the boxing match in that they were trying to do they weren't doing that here again they, this is michael b jordan's first movie and i will say this he took some some stylistic choices with this so he was just like he, i'm gonna just crank this shit out and just be like no he was trying to you know be a a, a visionary an artur in some sense
1: express himself visually yeah i
0: was like okay he has some some style about himself what he was doing cuz the thing i noticed about this movie is that um i heard that he was trying to he was influenced by anime and oh. you can see it <laughs> yeah you can see He's it like, in it Kami, damn i damn thought they were going to just stop to power up on each other you know like, <laughs> Uh, his power level has grown since last time we fought. I thought it was gonna say like that. But it's very realistic choices he did that when he was doing it. So when he did uh let me see, let me see if I can find a picture of it. I find a picture, yeah. Okay, like this scene right here. This this scene happens in the movie, like halfway. It's exactly like every other anime ever made. <laughs> I well, can go did and-
1: Didn't they do that? Was it Rocky 2? Didn't him and Creed Rocky knock three, each like, other
0: out at the same time. Yeah, yeah.
1: double knockout and then they, right. they, they, they race to get up.
0: <laughs> right, and one had to get up and one lay down, yeah. But it's yeah. the way it was framed. It was framed like it was an anime scene or even this scene right here. This scene was directly at it. I thought, I thought Jonathan maybe was going to punch through his gut on the one other side cut. of it. Yeah, I thought like his back was going to like get behind him and shit like that. And it was- it You know, was like
1: epic. the, the, the close-up of the X-ray of the bones I thought it was gonna be like, I'm like, are they
0: doing Mortal Kombat or some shit in this movie? <laughs> and it's just like like every other anime ever. <laughs> like I said. So he's taking very stylistic choice, but it's even it's even beyond that. Like, this is just the obvious stuff I pop, I'm i noticing. It's other stuff like when he's fighting and that's getting beat and he's like looking at the guy's ribcage. that like the, the action slows down. And he and it doesn't like he doesn't just say it, but you just see him looking at the rib cage like, like Oh, I, I see an opening,
1: yeah. Like Naruto, like every episode is one blow, and then thinking about where he's gonna punch the neck. And that's next
0: what time. he did. like, like in an the anime, they yeah. would just stop and just talk about it. I see his opening, you know, all this, stuff like that. He doesn't there's a say flashback it flashback
1: but- to his training and shit. it's a half hour. <laughs> Now oh, they I just do gotta that. hit that one pressure point, point. <laughs> ah! <laughs>
0: and that's exactly what happens. He just like once he sees it, and then he goes for it. he just unloads them like that. Oh, like okay, yeah, this is this is all anime right here. I'm just saying we're doing right now. But it's funny how you said when they was fighting, they flashback to their childhoods so like that. They do that. <laughs> they do exactly that. Like in the third round when they're fighting, and both of them, and and, and it's weird. Like do they do that? The change when they do that. So it started getting more somber and all of a sudden in the ring when it, it was like millions of people or a thousand people in, in the crowd, all of a sudden nobody's in the crowd. Nobody's there. It's just them as children fighting each other. And then the ring like turns into a cage because they were caged as children I'm like, Oh, like it's symbolism, you know, metaphors while they're fighting each other. I'm like, okay, I, I see the, 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 the cinematic expression you're doing right here. He's, tr- he's trying to make cinema. With this, I, I see that you know, so I gotta give him I gotta give him his props on that. So the action scenes they stand out. You remember them, you remember the punches. Punch. even when the punches happen, the crowd's gonna like ooh, ow, ooh, like the crowd was into the action on this movie. So I really like that. Uh but like I said, the other parts, like I said, the movie wasn't bad, it was just the plot is very, very, very predictable. You know, the plot is like the first five minutes of the movie, where it's gonna go, where it's gonna go, but I do like it that. Jonathan made is such a great actor that anytime he's on scene, you feel uncomfortable. You don't know what he's going to do. Is he going to be nice? Is, he, is this the part where he flips out? Is the part where he, you know, when he's talking to, you know, Apollo, not Apollo, Adonis, whatever, Apollo Jr., Michael B. Jordan, his kids, you know, talking you to them. Funny, and,
1: funny how?
0: <laughs> right. You know, think like that. you just like, is is this where he flips out? Is it what he So it makes you feel uneasy the whole time. And I kind of like that just the way he's acting. Like I said, this guy's been locked up. He's free now, so he has a little social skills. So I kind of like that, you know.
1: And so he's not like Clubber Lang's son or some old Rocky villain's son or anything. No, like no, no. That. He's
0: not Clubber Lang's son, but spiritually, you feel the spirit of Clubber <laughs> Lang here. That's what I'm saying. You Say feel it, like, woman. Oh.
1: Say it, woman, it, <laughs> woman, right? Like you don't get any
0: any iconic scenes like that. I bet you stay up all night dreaming for a real man. <laughs>
1: prediction for prediction of the fight.
0: Pain. Pain. <laughs> you know just classic lines like that like but at the same time i'm glad you brought that up like I said you got clubber Lang, you got ivan drago at the end of the day they were very two-dimensional villains like they were just one note where where jonathan major's character has you know emotional weight to him until he do some villain shit which is like oh yeah he's a bad guy. i forgot you know but until that point he does feel like he has nuance to it you know and i will say this after all the fight happens like the, the movie doesn't end with just a fight There's another scene after the fight, which I'm so glad they put in. Other people don't like it. They said the movie should have ended at this point. No, I'm so glad they put that point in the movie because it wraps up the theme of the movie. The whole theme of the movie is toxic masculinity. That's the thing I think Uh people missed over there. Because the thing is, there's some shit that went down with these two teenagers that it could have been resolved if they just walked it out. (laughs) But they're fighting each
1: other a hug. hug Yeah, that's all they need to do
0: but they're 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 fighters they're men they don't talk about their problems they go at each other that's what they do and that's that's where it got to their point you know but if they would have just sat down apologize for the shit that happened you know look back we never would have got to this point but no we kept escalating escalating because that's what men do
1: you know yeah
0: so or just dealing with trauma dealing with the past things we don't talk about so i'm i'm so glad they let that last point of movie in instead of it just like okay the bad guy has been vanquished. Communism is over, and all this shit. Like, no, they didn't. They didn't do that. You know, they actually. I like what they went with this. So well,
1: that's cool. Because yeah. sometimes that's all it takes is maybe you just need to hear somebody say certain something, right? That you didn't. That they haven't said yet, and that's would just squash everything,
0: right? <laughs> but it didn't get to the point. And I'm glad that the movie addressed that. That yeah, it, this all could have been avoided <laughs> if we just did this first. You know. Is so pretty cool, pretty cool. That's also I gotta say about that. Like I said, overall, what do I give this movie? I give it a four to five. I give it four to five. It is a good, entertaining movie. I, I I almost like the fact that the movie plot is simple. So that means it's not it's not juggling too many plot points or like that. Is is people can get in. It's easy to follow. This isn't a Marvel movie where you got to do all kind of research and shit like that. And you got to watch all kind of nine rocky movies before then. No, you just get in. If they, if they do reference an old thing, an old Rocky movie, a Creed movie, they don't hold it against you. You're like, yeah, okay, it's just a I thing liked, that happened. You
1: know? Yeah, I liked the first Creed. I thought it was great. I um, yeah. I thought that was, it was a cool way of, that's how you reboot a franchise. Right. How you make it fresh and, you know, and I really dug the first movie. Um, second one was just I, but I, I did like I, I do plan on seeing this one.
0: I mean, yeah, I didn't even see the second. But the funny thing is about like the bad guy, I guess Ivan Drago Jr. in the second movie, he's in this one. Okay, and him and Creed are just buddy buddy. They're just friends, you know. Okay, and it's yeah. just funny. Like, okay, I thought you were the bad guy, but like, I guess he's not the bad guy. Well, that's he's what just... happened
1: in the original Rockies. I mean, Rocky and Apollo became friends. Apollo yeah. started training him and shit. Right. He'll
0: taught be Creed, him but he taught him and...
1: Taught him how to bob and weave, because all Rocky was was a brawler at first, and then taught him movement, footwork. Let, let's movement. be
0: honest, Apollo yeah. taught Rocky how to fight like a black person.
1: <laughs>
0: they, and I'm not even making it up. I mean, Mickey says, it. oh, you trained him in that jungle style, that jungle music? I'm like, come on, Y'all not here. <laughs> that's not on there.
1: But that's oh, like then, that. Those are yeah. fundamentals of, like, boxers, and, and I don't know. I mean, it kind of came from Ali of bobbing and weaving, and you know, had some kind of and, rhythm, you got to, yeah. you know, style, footwork, pasting, footwork yeah. and shit. It's all, it is, it is one, two, like even their punches are named after numbers. You right. Know? Um, so yeah. But, but yeah, Rocky was just a brawler. It was Apollo who taught him how to beat clubber Lang
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then he, even after Apollo died, Apollo's trainers still train Rocky, like for drag the Drago fight. And didn't he, Wasn't he around for like the other movies too? Like uh, yeah, they trained him him in uh
0: Balboa, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, so so like oh, I do want to say this. This is a very very important thing also about this movie. Sylvester's not in at all, not even referenced. Who?
1: Who?
0: Yeah, Sylvester Stallone, Rocky.
1: Oh, Rocky's not
0: in it. Okay, (laughs) he's not in it. Right at all. Uh, And not only he's not in it, uh, Sylvester Stallone has been shitting on this movie to anybody that will listen within earshot. Okay,
1: uh, I didn't. Um, was he? Yo, he was in the. Was he in the? I can't even remember. That's how he I only the saw the last movie once. Yeah,
0: you know? he, he was in the last one. And he pretty much said he would not be in the third one because it, I don't. I guess there's some kind of legal rights with it that somehow uh, Sylvester Stallone has actually no control or input on these movies. He don't own Rocky at all. Not even like a percentage of it.
1: But he put out like like during the lockdown during 2020, he put out that Drago cut the director's cut, which is a complete, yeah, yeah, he it's a complete, I don't know if you've seen it. It's a completely different movie. Like it, it, it's like, like the robot isn't in it. Like none of the comedy shit's in it. I don't even think his
0: kid is in it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's, it's just all, it's all focused around Creed or Apollo for like most of the movie. So when he dies, it's like more emotionally impactful and shit. And um, yeah, it's a whole different movie. If you haven't seen that, the new rocky is it rocky versus drago rocky versus drago, or yeah. whatever and they the said drago.
0: it's only three minutes longer than the original cut but they said they changed so much stuff about yeah, it Yeah, it's
1: not, not in order it. it's completely not in the same order like it starts out with apollo seeing drago fight like watching footage of him fighting
0: and yeah that's one he is it's more it's more drago in this one yeah so that's that's interesting uh, I have not seen it. I'm pretty I think it's out somewhere.
1: The Drago uh, fight? You, the Drago fight? Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Drago I, 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 bought the on, I bought it
1: on I bought it on Voodoo. It was on Voodoo. I, I, I got it. So okay. But yeah, it's a completely different movie. So,
0: so I gotta check that out. And, and I love Rocky Four, even though I, I felt like it was had some goofy points to it. And I think Rocky Diego. So if they try to make it more, you know, more realistic and have more stakes to it. I yeah. think somebody like can
1: check None it. of the comedy shits in it, like the robot. Remember that robot that Paulie gets Pauly for his birthday. Sex with, yeah, <laughs> that's not. There's no robot in the in the Drago cut or whatever.
0: <laughs> uh, fleshlight before fleshlight. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, that's all I got to say about that. So yeah, I I, I recommend this movie. Uh If you have reservations because Sylvester is not in this movie, I'll be honest with you. I even though I've seen every Rocky movie and Rocky and Sylvester is Rocky and he is in this franchise. Personally, I did not miss him in this movie. I didn't feel like there was something missing. I feel like, okay, this is Adonis Creed story. Let him tell his story. And honestly, I feel like if this alone would have been in, I think he would have like overshadowed the story they were trying to tell. That's me.
1: Yeah. I mean, so. it is Creed's story now, you know? Yeah. I, and that's what I liked about the first one is it like it picked up where, you know, where Rocky, but basically it was like the, 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 the passing of the torch Rocky right. to Creed. And, um, I thought it worked. I loved. I loved that. I, I was like one of my favorite movies. Uh, that gave me chills and shit. I remember yeah, I mean, as far
0: as like in the franchise, Creed yeah. is is the first one is up there for me. Like yeah. it's very high on that list for me.
1: Yeah, it's better than most of the Rocky. Sequels.
0: It's better than most of them. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you know, and I yeah, I had the shit I like fucking got shivers when he stood up and gave him that pep talk during the last round and I'm not a mistake and shit and when they finally played the rocky music cuz they didn't play the rocky music in the whole movie you know right And, but and even he, when they
0: did play it was kind of like a like a hip hop remix when he yeah was, like
1: it was yeah. like I was like where the fuck is the rocky music and it wasn't and then once that last round when he stands up I him shivers right now <laughs> <laughs> I was like fuck yeah <laughs> you know well, yeah, yeah a- I, I that like I said that that was that and like the Planet of the Apes are like the only like still the coolest rebooting of franchises that I've seen so far.
0: <laughs> and I'm still trying to figure was Planet Ace was it a prequel or a reboot? Like, are they still trying to like tie it into the other stuff?
1: Yeah, it does. It it, it yeah, is. Okay. It's totally a reboot, but it ties into the original movies. Like it the, the first it all talks about the, the 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 ape flu and and the astronauts that took off. It's all referenced and. Uh, the rising of caesar and shit it's it's yeah it's all in there it totally ties to the old movies
0: nice okay okay glad you put that in there all right so yeah that's all we gotta say about that Uh, i like the movie go see it um the i well i won't say imax what i'm hearing is already like it's on pace to be the highest grossing sports movie of all time that's what i'm hearing like not just rocky like any
1: movie (laughs) a sports movie
0: yeah i mean if you think about what sports movie like is like really like better big than numbers
1: better than uh basketball or i
0: like basketball i, I, I like that movie i don't know <laughs> I, I used to quote that movie a lot man.
1: better than happy gilmore
0: oh but see now we're gonna talk about the sound the movies okay <laughs> they they have a special place in my heart so they probably didn't do box office numbers but when we talk about movies we quote i'm gonna quote happy gilmore and nope 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 that's not even Sam's best movie waterboy <laughs> waterboy is his best sports movie and i quote i used to quote waterboy from beginning to end there's so many quotable uh in waterboy uh, mama's right, captain uh who's that like? one wildcats
1: Colonel... wildcats with goldie hahn and little little wesley snipes was Wesley in it Snipes. And woody harrison was in it too right woody harrison and, and yeah. bubba gump what's his name bubba gump um he played michael Bird t
0: in harris williamson I think. williamson yeah yeah he's
1: in it yeah that's
0: one yeah. of my favorites. Podcast, well, okay. Waterboy isn't mine, so yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm not even counting the Rocky movies. I feel like it's cheating putting the Rocky movies in there because I they like I said as far as sports they're like near and dear to my heart, you know. Is so, uh, but yeah, what where are we going next? I don't know what we're gonna talk about next. What, what is this? I don't know what is this. Oh, you're up next.
1: Am I? Yeah. Mando, we're
0: talking Mando. Mendo, we're talking Mando. Mando. I, I almost started to talk about the Last of Us because the season finale just ended tonight, but we're not gonna do that. We're gonna talk about. Oh, Mando.
1: You, didn't, you didn't? Did you watch it yet?
0: Hell yeah, I watched it. Oh, is it cool? Yeah, okay. I may talk about it. Talk about Mando. I may talk about the Last of Us yeah. very, 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 very briefly. Just yeah, I haven't seen
1: wait. any of them. I, 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 everyone. It's, I was like, fuck it, I, I missed it. Okay, it was a big ass joint, and everybody smoked it on me.
0: So <laughs> <off>. It's cool. <laughs> I'll, I'll briefly just you know, but we, we on Mando. We on Mando's uh, dick right now.
1: Mando, Mando episode two dropped. It was cool. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Oh, and then the Mythosaur. We got to see the Mythosaur. Remember last week I was just saying it was stupid that they made the Mythosaur um, extinct? Yeah. Well, now he's, they're no longer extinct. That big water monster that dragged Mando down into the water, that was a Mythosaur. Oh, that's what
0: that was. Okay, yeah. I just thought it was a
1: Yeah, with the monster. Tuss, that's that skull that they got that they used to hunt back in the day as a rite of passage and shit, you know, well, looks like there's one surviving. Um, just proving that, yeah, star Wars doesn't matter what the movies do anymore because now all they need to do is write themselves out of those rut that they're always (laughs) (laughs) pretty much retroactively fixing all their fuck ups. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I was talking to Anthony about it uh, the other day, you know, and you know, back old geek sabs homie, um and he, you know, the slightly misogynist sexist Anthony. What the fuck? He's getting saved by this woman.
0: <laughs> shit. Oh shit! He's not on the MCU shit, is he? Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, okay.
1: What the fuck? His babe, this baby's got to save him and shit. Like, yeah, I thought that was funny. So, <laughs> oh man. Okay. But no, I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. I thought I, uh, yeah, like, like you said, it's pretty much the, the one thing that uh the one Star Wars things that everyone seems to like. Yeah, that
0: everybody agrees on. We like, there's it no, just, yeah. you know, there's no division. There's no divisional Mando. We like it. That's it.
1: You know, Yeah. It's got everything. Space battles, action, lightsabers, Pirates, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's got, they, they did. They made a dark saber. They made a lightsaber for the Mandos. So yeah, it had everything. Bo Katan wielding the Mando or wielding the Darksaber? Because she did. She used to have it back in the Rebel show.
0: Okay, so it's not like Thor's hammer where she's she can't pick it up. She can use it. She just
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing, this whole thing that Mando can't isn't worthy of wielding it or some shit, which I think I I think it's dumb, but whatever. You know. <laughs> but she won it. It was gifted to her back on the Rebel show. They gifted her the 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 Darksaber, and that's how she was able to you know, we, uh, lead the the Mandalorians for a while until Moff Gideon took it or whatever. And, uh, and yeah, so, but you know, whatever, I thought it was still, I still, I still thought it was cool. It it actually had elements of horror. Like when he goes into those caves and fights those monsters, right? Fight
0: monsters like that. Yeah. Yeah. So the monsters didn't have like a crazy star Wars name. They
1: just, I didn't, I didn't recognize them. You know, okay. I'm not. I'm not that deep to recognize what those were.
0: Okay. Okay. Those cave
1: monsters, but
0: uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we'll break that down if they were in, you know, this. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they 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 might be. I I didn't I didn't watch any of the oh the Easter eggs or the, the you know the den of geek Easter things you may yeah. have
0: missed. Yeah, in I didn't watch yeah. any of that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but I did see the mythosaurs and oh shit, the mythosaurs back. They're not extinct anymore. How convenient
0: so <laughs> Yeah, I gotta watch the episode again because I was just watching that episode. Like, oh, cool, monster, monster. They killed kill, yeah. kill the guy. I wouldn't know what a mythosaur is. I've never heard that thing before. You said it the other episode before, so I like. So then I'm gonna go look for it again and be like, oh, what thing? Eli, you need to do with things you may miss in Mandalore.
1: <laughs> I probably could.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, they brought back R5D4. Like that, that. was my. That was my. They uh, did. Like, they
0: did bring yeah. it. Yeah. I thought they were and, gonna kill him again. So yeah.
1: Yeah. And he's always been sort of. They must have fixed them because that's a call back to the original, the OG Star Wars movie, where that's that's the droid that Luke and Uncle Ben bought from the Jawas, but it broke.
0: Uncle Owen had
1: a had a bad motivator. Uncle and Owen. that's how they got yeah. r two.
0: <laughs> you said Uncle Ben. Did
1: yeah. I say Uncle Ben? Oh yeah. Uncle Owen. <laughs> a dead uncle, that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> and Aunt Aunt Aunt, Aunt May. <laughs> <laughs> right aunt ben rue <laughs> see now i'm thinking like
0: they go reboot it make a hot aunt beru you know <laughs> alexander daddario just, just show up in a nightgown or some shit but yeah.
1: I, there was a there was a comic book where where i think the droid was like uh that r5 was actually a uh, force sensitive or whatever and oh, what? and okay. recognized r2 and that's why it fucked himself up so r2 would end up with luke or something it was some stupid one-shot comic you know
0: probably okay not even yeah i, it's, I, I, I thought <laughs> there were rules in place for that but like i said the star wars they do what they yeah. want so yeah yeah so. all right can i talk about brief about the last of us
1: sure
0: it was awesome <laughs> i mean so like i said it, look here's the thing like i i love the last of Us. i love it but the thing is it's so close to the video game like it is like the last episode was the last mission in the, in the last in the video game like it, it was just that you know so everybody is being shocked now is the way i was shocked 10 years ago so that's why i'm just like i'll catch up with the show when i get to and i watch and be like oh there's some shit i already played okay cool so i i don't feel like i'm as invested in the show as everybody else is because i did play that game and i played the hell out of the game and everything is everybody's shocked about is the same stuff i was shocked about a decade ago so yeah, but,
1: I did see some yeah. scenes that wrecked that. Oh, I remember this from the game. You
0: know, I mean, they're taking dialogue, they're mm-hmm. taking, and and I will say this: it is fun watching them recreate those scenes with the same dialogue, with the same settings. You know, playing out the same things, stuff like that. Uh, although my game plays a little bit differently. You know, where you know, Paper crash scales just you want like a, a nine millimeter pistol shooting people. I had a flamethrower. You know. <laughs>
1: I had the codes.
0: Exactly. I had one before I walked in. I knew there was a secret room in the back there. Go get the flamethrower, kill some zombies, stuff like that. Boom. So, you know, maybe it should be me playing the game. I wouldn't do that in the game, Joe, but yeah, that's me. But yeah. Awesome. Watch it. It is hands down, easily the best video game adaptation ever made. It's, it's not even close. So I know people used to debate about that. Mortal Kombat, Sonic, whatever like that. No, it's Last of Us, everything else. So, yeah. Which makes me more pissed off about that damn Uncharted movie. I saw that piece of shit movie again. <laughs> I'm like, let's that. Let's let's go past that. What are we on now? Uh now, we got we can both talk about. Well, okay. hopefully we talk about it. I don't know. We're gonna talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Eli, did you know they have a new movie coming out this year?
1: I saw the trailer.
0: You saw the trailer, and did you see the shit show that followed the trailer?
1: No, I did not. Is there a shit show?
0: There, is, it's always a shit show. <laughs> uh yes it's always the show. like i said uh, uh the thing of course the thing is i'm gonna just just get down to the to the nitty-gritty of it what are they mad about they mad about black april of course
1: oh you know. I did yeah not, i didn't even notice that it was a teaser yeah. like i didn't even watch i watched it once probably on my phone like, that's, oh, that's okay. what i
0: did I I, I I honestly i didn't even watch the whole thing i just saw oh the movie seth rogan skip and that was it that's all i saw from there but of course everybody else got you know upset, triggered, all stuff like that. Well, not only is April black, she's body positive. So, uh, there's so, two checks. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so, like yeah. I said. No no, I'm, no, I'm,
1: no, no, April ruined everybody's April O'Neil porn and shit?
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Give me back my April, you know.
1: <laughs> well, you know, in the original comics, April didn't have red hair. April was like, she kind of had fuzzy
0: well, that was the '80s. She had a perm, yeah, which yeah. in the '80s everybody had a perm.
1: She was a little yeah. bit more thick. We got, we thought, yeah. we you know, me and my brother thought she kind of looked Puerto Rican. So, well,
0: <laughs> let, let's go to it. That's that's what we're going to talk about. So, we're going to talk about before we get there. We do talk want to talk about how April is black now. But the thing is, this is not the first time April's black. She was black in an old TV show from 2012, I think, or some. It may have been even before then. She was black in that show, but just like what you said, Eli. Let's look at the picture. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah Does she look
0: like a white woman in that picture?
1: Well, yeah, in color when they colored it, because originally that wasn't in color.
0: <laughs> and that's that. But but let's go to the let's go to the black and white. So this is what we're this is the segment we're doing right now. Has April O'Neill ever been black? When did they make her black? Was she always black to begin with? Because that is a big like conspiracy theory going on right now. So let's talk about that right now. So this is a panel, black and white, back in the day. Now, what we have here is a black character in here. Baxter Stockman, even though they race shamed him in the 80s cartoon, but he's black here. So we do see a difference in the complex between Baxter Stockman and April O'Neil. So yeah, so back, they just went nuts on Black Stockman. They just like, just get charcoal crayons, just go nuts, you know. So you can see a difference. You know. Yeah. So we should be done, right? We're not. <laughs> We're not done.
1: <laughs> not in this day and age.
0: <laughs> not in this day and age, because the thing is, April O'Neil is based on a real person.
1: Oh, yep. I did not know that
0: april is based on a real person kevin kevin oh, which one kevin eastman, which, which one was the artist kevin leesman or Peter well, they, what, kevin one eastman.
1: did pencils one did inks
0: oh i didn't know was, that okay like eastman let's say kevin Laird, eastman.
1: Laird, yeah
0: i'm gonna just say kevin eastman so kevin eastman's wife at the time was named april fisher that's who april o'neill is based on
1: oh i didn't know that
0: yeah so looking at her
1: what so he was married before he married uh yeah julie strain huh
0: yeah, <laughs> this is before he got money, you know, to buy cocaine and hookers. You know, this is like when he <laughs> and was tanks starting and out shit. It, exactly. This is when he was starting out, so he couldn't afford Julie Strange yet. Yeah, this was like, now, me, this is me, like maybe I'm projecting. She looked like she got some melanin in her. That's just me,
2: she,
0: yeah. They look like some now. I'm not saying she's black, I'm i just not, I'm not, I'm saying she's racially ambiguous. You she could pass for certain things, you know, it's just straight up just white, red haired Irish stuff like that. I don't think so. I don't think I see it, you know. Like yeah. I said, Kevin Eastman went for that. Then he did, you know, upgrade to, you know, porn stars and playmates, you know, after he got money, you know, as one would. You
1: know, Yeah, this is what I remember her, you know.
0: Now see that like a Jerry Curl. That's what I'm saying. So this yeah. thing, so yes, so white women did have perms back in the 80s, but a white woman's perm and a black woman's perm, what, what, you can tell the difference.
1: And that's the thing is that when when the cartoon came on and we saw Correct. this redhead, Right. We we're like, that don't look like
0: right, know. they completely yeah. changed her, you know.
1: Yeah, and she was a scientist, she wasn't a reporter, she was originally Baxter Stockman's like assistant or whatever,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. and she knew computer shit and stuff like that. That's how they beat Baxter Stockman because she started doing yeah. hacking. Shit. Donatello jumped in, they both she did like she the mouse. She
1: helped develop the mousers, those little robot mouser that ate the mice in the sewers and shit. right. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, they reported stuff. That's all came from the cartoon, but like I said, people just know the cartoon and that's it, yeah. Um, and people just like, well. A black person can't be named O'Neill. Bullshit. Oh, Ron O'Neill.
1: <laughs> <Shaquille>. Superfly.
0: <laughs> Shaquille O'Neill. It's the like, first hey, one that I of. <laughs> Hell, they talk. They they making up. They they, they making up straw man arguments. What they doing? Ma, what's
1: know? up, Doc? Can I rock? <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. So you got stuff right there. So let's thing. So is April O'Neill black? Oh, I got one more thing I gotta say. Also, now, now only was April O'Neill based off like I said, April Fisher. There was another popular '80s movie. You know that that popularized perm. Like I said, we talk about Flashpoint. Well, sorry, Flashdance. I always get those movies confused. Okay, so we got Flashdance. Now, let's be honest with you. Flashdance and probably, people's like, oh, we just copying Flashdance. That's nothing. Oh, I do want to say also that Flashdance, the end of the movie, the dance scene, that's a dude. So if you get excited about that, you know that. But here's the thing. When we talk about Flashdance, that was Jennifer Beale. Jennifer Beale is also biracial. People didn't know that at the time. She was passing. But you can tell now, you know.
1: Yeah, this, she we, did look a little... Can, can we talk
0: about Jennifer Beale? This is what she looks like now. Can we talk about... Anyway.
1: She was in... Ma- not mad. She was in Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And then they killed her.
0: She but was sure, the madam in, in yeah, Boba Fett. Yeah,
1: but I'm sure they're going to bring her back somehow.
0: Because <laughs> they can do what they want. Star
1: Wars. <laughs> they're just going to write themselves out of the rut that they always Somehow,
0: do. Jennifer Beale has returned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, But yeah, let's go to With that, so... Yeah, so people are saying they base April O'Neill off, off flash Flashdance. Well, she's biracial, also. So I think they did. Not, now, keep in mind, we're saying all this now, but the more the comic, because the comics were in black and white. So it was all interpretation. It's just no, we just can't tell. Now, when they start adding colors in it, doing the back issues and reprints, people did different things. Some people start making April black. Some people start making April white. Overall, the redhead, white April, they kind of stuck when we read their last on it. That's what April was. She was redhead, white by that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but we can plan on that. Every every time they come out with a, a Ninja Turtles thing, April is different. Like uh, a different actress is playing April in the movie every time. The only one that's played it twice is what Megan Fox, whatever. Oh yeah. So that's the only one, and she wore red uh, a, a yellow yeah. jacket thing.
1: Yeah, she- and they completely like redid the whole. <laughs>
0: Yeah, she Origin named the turtles and, and stuff like that, and, but but they can do yeah. that because the thing is, the Ninja Turtles is such a new property that it's not like Superman and Batman where, or Spider Man, where it's like everything is concrete. You can't change this, can't change that. Ninja Turtles is still new enough you can kind of reinterpret it to whatever you want, you know. And, and like, plus,
1: yeah, I think Eastman still has a say in all that shit.
0: Yeah, because he didn't have a say in the '80s cartoons. So he wrote in his contract, "You're like no anytime." Like even when he sold it to to uh, Nickelodeon. He like I still have say so in what oh, you. Oh, right.
1: With he me. did sell it, and then yeah, but then they yeah. brought him on. They brought him on as a consultant at some point.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he <laughs> yeah, they sold it, and got rid of it. So, uh, so yeah, in Paramount they all own make the movies like now. But and but the main thing we need to understand for all the people that are getting upset about whatever they doing with these turtles, they're not making the movies for us. They're making the movies for 10 year olds. They're trying to get new people to get these movies. So, yeah, so if you get mad because some shit didn't happen in 1985 the way you thought it was, then I make it for motherfuckers that watched this shit back in 1985.
1: Yeah, because I and remember if you did. Yeah. yeah. I remember everybody Dumped bitching th- about th- that Nickelodeon show where they were all skinny and shit and it was like CGI yeah. and they're all skinny and didn't look like anything like any design before. Right. And everyone bitched about it. But that show was great. And you,
0: you know, know what? Kids love that show.
1: Yeah. like, my kid, like kid It liked was it.
0: very popular. Kids love that show. Yeah. She so we complain about she it. She was
1: but, into yeah. it. Yeah. She got into it. There's an episode where they first try pizza. <laughs> it's great.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then they had another show after that one where they had like superpowers and shit. You know, it took some getting used to. But I was There's like, so
1: many of them. There's so many yeah. incarnations. They, they, they of, just yeah. do whatever they want. Yeah.
0: You know, that's the thing. So.
1: But yeah, yeah, but once it comes, that's the thing is people, once it comes to the movies, that's, oh, that's the real shit. That's what people, that's,
0: that's canon, you know, that's, yeah,
1: that's, you know, for the hardcore fan. And that's how it always is. You know, movies are usually the watered down, dumbed down version of something cool. Because you're selling it to the masses, you know. Yeah, it's got to, it's, yeah, you're, it's got to be marketed and homogenized and, you know. Run, you know, run on some basic level that people can understand,
0: right? So and yeah. we've seen this happen because the first inserted movie, like the one from the nineteen ninety, that movie was also,
1: you know, yeah, and that but, stuck really close to the comic too.
0: Yeah, because the thing was they couldn't use the cartoon to to take an adaptation from, so they could only use the comic.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that's what they did. But the thing was, when it came out back then, people were complaining, "Oh, it's too violent. It's too much swearing." They like, dark yeah, it's and- supposed to be. Yeah, it's too dark, too gritty, yeah. like. Yeah, that's that's the Ninja Turtles. You know? <laughs> so then they started doing Vanilla Ice in the second movie and other bullshit. The third, they're movie not even things.
1: using their weapons in the second movie,
0: right? They're like <laughs> slapping people like in the using pepper,
1: like Michelangelo's using pepperoni sticks. With like, his first, they, yeah, because they didn't want
0: them to use that their, their, their weapons in there, like yeah, like yeah, I can't watch this shit. You know, <laughs> I, in, in my mind, the, the the second one and third one they don't exist. They. They're non-canon. <laughs> they <laughs> so that should be like when i went in there and saw vanilla ice in there i was like why why am i here <laughs> what if what if you look what how they massacred my boy it's my turtles <laughs> but see i can complain about that then because i was a teenager <laughs> you
1: know yeah i mean i like I, I saw the comics before the cartoon when i first saw the c- cartoon i'm like what the fuck is this shit?" <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> but you know what kevin eastman did not give a fuck because he was doing too much uh cocaine at the time banging too many hookers he's like look but it was it was one.
1: for kids like i was what 14 so i was like i i had already heard of the comics 14 yeah. 15. So I was a little bit too old for the cartoon, but my little brothers and nephews, they they got into it. So I'm like, okay, cool. And then the, you know, my brother had already read a bunch of the comics. Yeah. You know, because I,
0: I had never heard of the comics at the time I saw the cartoon and I heard there were comics out there. So I let me go research and shit. Read the comics. Right. I'm like, whoa, this is way yeah. different from the cartoon. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I was like, yeah, oh, they got I, ninja turtle yeah. co- toys. And I started buying I bought Ninja Turtle toys just cause that's you know, I'm just gonna buy them because they're they're pretty cool
0: yeah i mean but what you're gonna do you can't and you get mad at kevin eastman like okay are you gonna sell your soul and make kitty cartoons and shit like that but if you do in exchange you get the bang julie strain <laughs> i mean
1: like, all right, rest in well, peace julie do? strain yeah. <laughs> yeah, right like,
0: <laughs> so you gotta make you gotta make a decision but yeah all right so like i said we uh let's move on to the next part of the podcast i think we've hit all our our major points okay like i said this is comic book bullies where we talk about comic books and we're just gonna jump into it then let's go first i think you got some good ones this week. Do I? Hopefully, it was a lot of shit that came out this week. I didn't read everything, but um, was and some of the shit you read, <laughs> I actually wanted to know about. Yeah,
1: okay. Uh, well, I guess I'll, I'll, well, since I already got this image up, well, shit. I'll just do That's this good. X23.
0: That's the one I was, I was deciding, or should I get this X23? So glad you, <laughs> glad you picked it up. Maybe you so should have
1: because have you probably, you know, the lore, the X lore more than not.
0: I, I don't know the X23 lore. <laughs> I just.
1: Me neither. I mean, I know I know of her, I'm I'm aware of her. I know she's a, a
0: thing that exists. Yes, That's about yes, it.
1: Yes, know. I'm aware of her as a concept. Right. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but this is her since it's, it's a book, I forget, it's got a different title. Oh yeah, deadly, deadly
0: regenesis. Because I think that was a deadly genesis book that was Wolverine, like OG Wolverine, I think.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. So see, they see I, I did not know that. Not aware of
0: that. Symbolism. You know, but yeah.
1: But basically, she's on her own. She's in Minneapolis. You can see here, she's in Minneapolis. She's walking across the Stone Arch Bridge.
0: I was going to say, does any of that look familiar?
1: Yes. That's why I took this snapshot. She's walking across the Stone Arch Bridge, which is in Minneapolis. So whoever wrote this or is drawing it, they either been here or or, or Google something. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so she's trying to, uh, you know, Laura X 23, the clone of Wolverine, uh, kind of sort of his daughter. Um, she is like trying to, you know, I guess soul searching. She's on her own trying to find a purpose in her life. And she's talking about how she used to be, she was basically developed to be a weapon an assassin, a killer. And she's kind of trying to run away from that past and, you know, trying to do good, um, Never thought of herself as a hero, but then she comes across a building that's on fire. She goes in and saves, you know, saves a bunch of people, saves a, saves saves some people. Of course, she gets all burned up, you know, and then she heals. She comes out all burning up and on fire, but she heals. She can heal. She this, of course, gets the attention of the media. They've oh, this this girl goes in, ran into this burning building and rescued some people. So now she's a her hero. Name. Yeah. yeah so now who's this who's this who's this girl who ran into the building burning building and rescued people uh what the fuck was her name an enemy a villain i can't remember her she, name
0: when she fought before, before? Um,
1: i think so she's okay. like oh there she is
0: <laughs> <laughs> somebody they've been looking for the whole time yeah
1: again. oh there's 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 uh x-23 she, she, she did someone she took off or we that she's in minneapolis hey haymaker or whatever some dude some (laughs) some uh um another villain that they're developing he's like some enhanced mma fighter named haymaker they go go find go find x23 he's like i and then to be continued that's all it is you know um you know pretty straightforward shit i i i you know art was pretty cool you know your basic you know Wolverine, the kind of like the Wolverine motif. I, am I an animal or am I human? You know, that's what she, she's, she's searching for her humanity.
0: All right. What, what is her true bred, nature? Yeah.
1: Yeah. She's been bred to kill and, um, and now she, and she wants, she doesn't want to, she wants to bury that past and, uh, find her humanity. I'm trying to figure out what this chick's name is though. Uh, yeah, this, Where the hell is she? I have her, but I'm trying to find her name um where do they name her? I know they named her Kimora Kimora does that ring any bells?
0: I think I think so I think so
1: here i'll I'll pull up this chick no hmm. yes no <laughs> maybe so maybe she's she's like yeah basically tracking her this chick named kimura is tracking her um and yeah they find her they find footage of her in minneapolis rescuing the fire rescuing people from a fire so they're like hey this dude named haymaker go get her and that's where you know and he's an enhanced mma fight it shows footage of him like mma fighting in a cage like cage fighting and shit so he oh, nice. so he can kick ass, and he goes and I guess he's gonna go find her and fight her. So Ooh. I thought it was pretty cool, you know. <clears throat> I don't know if I'm gonna continue it or I might just wait for it to show up on Marvel. But I mean, well, was... let me
0: ask you: Does she, is she still in Minneapolis? I think so. Yeah. Okay, so she didn't like haul ass out of there. Is that guess? Yeah, she doesn't know so anybody's whole... after her. Yeah. Okay, so I guess the whole book is gonna take place there then. I
1: guess maybe. Yeah, maybe. You know. Pretty
2: cool. We'll
0: see
1: how the week. Okay. Like I, I bought it just because it seemed like a slow week. There wasn't much that I was into, so I was like, "I'll check it out." You know, it was kind of like a spur of the moment. I'll give it a whirl. It's so the number one. I'll drop in real quick. Yeah, because why are they calling X twenty three
0: again? I thought she. But like, I guess it don't matter. It's whatever.
1: Honey okay. badger or no, that's, uh, that's it.
0: <laughs> the other the other clone. The, the other clone.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Gabby or whatever.
0: Yeah, she didn't show up in
1: this book. No. Oh, she,
0: she'll show up she'll be she'll be there eventually
1: mm-hmm.
0: we like honey badge right here okay so i'll give it a three
1: out of five it was pretty cool
0: mm, i was i was expecting better but okay maybe to pick <laughs> up maybe to pick up from mean,
1: it's not bad it's just you know you know the art's solid i mean it's it's you know uh, it, it, i didn't dislike it you know i just i don't know enough about the lord like oh you know like like I didn't know who Kimura was. I don't, you know, so maybe somebody who does would have went, oh, shit. You know, I didn't have any of those moments. I never heard of a haymaker, you know, so.
0: Nothing um, really yeah. connect with it. So I, yeah. I feel you on that. So uh, Maybe something, maybe it was something from that Tom Taylor run that he wrote, you know.
1: Maybe. So,
0: I guess. So anyway, speaking of Tom Taylor.
1: Oh, shit. The book, I, did going, read, I did read this. Did you? hmm
0: Nice. Okay. So yes, this is a Tom Taylor book. Uh, this is uh Adventures of Superman, John Kent. So everybody that's upset about you know not upset, the bit, but they're happy that the John Kent book got canceled. Guess what? They relaunched <laughs> it. It's back again. Uh, I guess they're just doing like one extra story on just to see exactly what's going on. But yeah, it's here. So, uh, the thing I like about this book that Tom Taylor wrote it, and this whole book feels like a, a Tom Taylor's love letter to Tom Taylor. <laughs> I'll explain. It. I'll explain then what I'm saying. I, 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 I,
1: I, I can see that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to it. Let's see what we got. So yeah. All right. So the book is going on. It starts off with uh Superman, and he's basically on the run. Metropolis been destroyed. He's barely able to get away. He's weak for some reason, and he's saying he's getting getting weaker. And he turns around, and it is Ultraman. And of course, if you don't know Ultraman is Ultraman is the evil Superman from Earth three. From the crime syndicate so he's there and he just beats the shit out of this superman uh and he likes says words say the last words you always say and he picks him up he's like lois he like so predictable and then he visits him away the reason he can heat vision this superman because apparently he has something that can weaken superman or kal-el you know and so he's done and he just holds his superman cape and then he just teleports out of there he like on to the next one and meanwhile, we look in the background, it's the Daily World, letting you know this is a multiverse, it's a different universe, not our universe. Meanwhile, we go to our universe, Earth Zero, where you see the Daily Planet, you know. And basically we see John, and he's happy because his secret identity has been put back in place, you know. Uh, Meanwhile, his secret identity has been put back in place, his boyfriend Jay's secret identity is still out, so everybody still knows who he is, Um, uh, so anyway he's just like look but i'm glad that you're you're safe and i'll I'll be superman's boyfriend it doesn't matter but they look up and they see the a shooting star but it's not a shooting star john uses x-ray vision and he realized it is a satellite falling so since nobody's looking nobody's around and the other super people are conveniently off world so don't ask about them tom taylor don't want to deal with them they're gone you know it's just just john so john turns to superman flies off and he looks up he calls oracle and he says it's called the Titans because I guess he's on the Titans now? I guess. I don't know if he is, whatever. Anyway, he looks up there. Somebody has hacked into Maxwell Lord's satellites, all of them, and basically crashed to Earth. So he says, okay, I got to hurry up and take them down. So he's flying up them, smashing them all. Meanwhile, some of the Titans are getting the other ones. He flies to Africa to take some of them down. Meanwhile, he realized he's not fast enough to take down every single satellite. They're not going to make it. Uh, while he's doing that, his electric boogaloo powers that you know the old superman blue from the 90s had he has it now because of the lazarus planet so he still has those powers so yeah and then they go away and he keeps flying (laughs) so he still goes smashing satellites trying to stop before they hit the ground and meanwhile while he's doing that somebody's telling him i got you superman don't worry about that and he looks up and it is superman but not that superman val zod superman from earth two the one that tom taylor created for the earth two comics so yeah uh i'll get to it also because I, I read that whole earth two run, so i know about val zod uh he's like don't worry but he did, he's never met val zod before so he didn't know who he is he's like what the hell are you doing so he he smashed the last satellite and they're talking he's just like nice to meet you i'm Val Zod. he's like you're val who val? yo like oh i forgot zod is a bad guy on your planet so don't worry i'm i'm with the good zods so don't worry about it. So I got somebody that can back up my story. Just come with me and we'll we'll figure it out. So they go fly, they talk it out, and they were like, I'm glad you didn't hit me when you first saw he was like, Yeah, that whole fighting superheroes fighting each other, that looks bad on both of us. So they go to I guess his house. And you see, Mr. Terrific. Now, this is not an alternate universe, Mr. Terrific. This is regular universe, Mr. Terrific. Mr. Terrific got trapped in Valzad's universe for a while, and that's why they know each other. You know, so they go they go back, and then there's Red Tornado, and they don't notice at the time. But if you read the Earth 2 comic, Red Tornado is Lois Lane. She her body got transferred into that into that robot body because she because she died basically. So they're basically talking out to get everybody caught up and they're telling them about Ultraman. And they're shocked that John knows Ultraman because Ultraman is the Superman or the version of Superman that kidnapped him, tortured him, and beat him for five years. In, on earth three he trapped them, so he knows who, who uh who he is meanwhile lois finally finds out that you know red tornado is her from an alternate universe and basically the thing that they're trying to do is that they have to make sure they they waited for a superman like kal-el to leave the planet because they know if they come there and kal-el is there he's going to try to find a way to come with them so now that he's off planet they can just get john to do it because whatever machine that Ultraman has is tailored specifically to Kaleo's genetics. So any other Superman can fight him, but it can't be Kaleo. And they're like, well, we're sorry, but you have to fight your monster to be continued face to face with Ultraman. So that's the thing that's going on right now. So yeah, um, I'm excited for this book. I, after I read that, I'm excited for the book because, like I said, we got Jonathan Kent, who Tom Taylor put all his work into. He created Val Zod. He pretty much wrote the good parts of the Earth 2 storyline. And that's not even the big thing about it. Uh, they've already teased that Injustice Superman is going to show up here later on. So eventually, Ultraman is going to fight Injustice Superman.
1: Well, that's right. what I'm saying. It's the Road to Injustice or some shit.
0: Yeah. So eventually, yeah. going to pop up. So basically, that's what I'm saying. It's a lovely. It's Tom Taylor's love letter to Tom Taylor because it's all of Tom Taylor stuff that he's did before. You know, all in one book. I'm surprised X23 hadn't showed up in here yet. You know, <laughs> he may be referenced it later on. You never know. So, yep. So I got. I'm gonna give this book uh I'm gonna give it a strong four to five. I may even give the other books following that stronger than that because it's off to a really good start.
1: So all right, cool. Yep. What do I got next? Oh I'm done with Marvel. Oh, I guess I'll do Batman no, and Joker. You, you,
0: you're not done with Marvel, but yeah.
1: I am. Oh no, I'm not well, Oh, that's <laughs> right. I am doing it. I'll fuck it.
0: It counts. It counts.
1: Oh well, fuck it. Yeah, since we since uh, I'll get my Marvel out of it. <laughs> um, oh, this will be Predator, the new Predator arc, number one. So, so did on they the, put
0: it under that new imprint yet? That uh, Fox Twenty Century, whatever.
1: Did yeah. they? I don't. I don't know. know.
0: I don't know if they did. Now that i Think about. It, I think Planet Apes will be the first one to do it with.
1: Uh, Marvel. Just, it says still says Marvel.
0: <laughs> Marvel okay, because I think when Planet Apes come out, from then on, like. Predator and Alien—they're gonna be under the 20th century, whatever.
1: Well, this kind of goes hard. It has a parental advisory on it. This Mm -hmm. is definitely not for kids. There's a lot of hard gore and violence in this. Which I'm saying, I'm thinking
0: when they go to that new imprint, like the the gloves are coming out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be like Max or something. Yeah. Yeah. So as you can see, we see a predator chopping a guy in half, and in all bloody glory, gory glory all gory glory <laughs> um so this is the new arc um uh basically it's kind of like that movie the the predator or predators the one where they're all in the forest like the, the remake or whatever oh
0: right? that one get, not yeah. the
1: arnold's one but the one with like uh, adrian, brody, adrian yeah. brody and all those yeah. guys um, it's kind of like that. A bunch of like mercenaries and soldiers and badasses are like find themselves in some forest. They're being chased by predators. It's just a, a long, this whole issue is just a long chase action scene. Um, bunch of them are getting killed in very gory ways. They're, they're getting heads ripped off and ripped apart and shit. Predators are just picking them off, you know. Um, there's a scene where like, the crates fall from the sky just like in that movie and they go and get them and then they get attacked by those predator dogs. Um, uh, and yeah, it's just like, and then, and then there's a little exposition where they're like, Hey, where are you from? Oh, I'm, I'm a soldier in this army. I was, I'm a soldier from that army, blah, 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 blah. They're all over, you know, telling kind of where they are, but then here's the kicker. They're all from different times. Oh, I'm
2: from okay.
1: 1987. I'm from 2018. I'm from whatever you know, different time. I'm from 1998 or whatever. Um, so there's time travel now in in the Predator mythology.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and then at the end, uh, two of the characters from the last story arc. What was her name? Theta, oh, Thera or whatever. I anyway the in the last story arc when Marvel first took over Predator, there was a, the, the first story arc was about a girl whose parents got killed by predators on some planet that they were terraforming. And she was a little girl at the time. And she spent the next like 20 years hunting predators, trying to find the one predator that killed her family. And she, and he was missing one of his tusks. So it, that's the first, first story. Arc. She finally gets her revenge. She kills the predator that killed her family, but she knows all about the predators. She, she like, You know, stole a ship. She knows where they hunt. She knows where they go. They're mapping all their maps and shit. All their, you know, where, you know, their whole hunting seasons and all that shit. So she knows how to work all their tech. Um, and she ends up killing, getting revenge on the predator that killed her family. That was the first arc. So at the end of this book, you know, all these mercenaries running around the woods, getting hunted by predators. They all, all of a sudden, meet her and the dude. She ends up meeting a guy in in the in the last arc. So they're, and they're from like a hundred years in the future, <laughs> you know. So yeah, Did they didn't bring I'll,
0: any future tech with them, anything like that. Or? Yeah,
1: they still got and no, she's all loaded up with predator gear and shit. Okay. Um, and, and yeah, so that's kind of where it ends. I was like, that's pretty cool. I don't know how to feel about the, the the time travel thing, like whatever. But I'm like, if you're gonna do that, where the fuck is Naru, man? <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> bring the room up in this shit. Well, they didn't have
0: Dutch Schaefer in there either, so yeah, Danny Glover's not in there. So yeah,
1: and I I was a little disappointed because Enoch Nakai, he's another Native character that was a reoccurring. He 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 had he was in the old Dark Horse comics. He's actually a reoccurring character in the Dark Horse comics, and he was like a Native. Uh, he was like Navajo, and he was a soldier and shit. And he fought a bunch of predators and shit. So I was like, oh it'd be cool if they brought i was hoping that marvel would bring him back because he's still in my opinion one of the coolest native comic characters ever um uh so i was hoping they would bring him back but so far no <laughs> <laughs> but you know this is pretty fun it's just a solid you know action movie or action comic referencing a shitty predator movie <laughs> um but yeah, they even they even mentioned the two thousand eighteen. Like I'm from that facility and that one shitty movie. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's when you told
0: me not to watch, so I never. Yeah, watched
1: Yeah, it, so. the Predator, the two thousand eighteen or two thousand nineteen or whatever it was. Yeah, the
0: Living Moment, Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, I was like, yeah, hey, I'm, i I used to work in that facility, or blah 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 blah. Back in two thousand eighteen, and was like, oh shit! See, they're they're referencing all the time periods and all the movies. Like, where the fuck is the room? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I know I, I I dug on this. I'll give it a four out of five. So far, Marvel has been doing Predator comics pretty pretty cool.
0: Okay, and you were worried.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I was worried. So
0: Okay. All right, so next book we're going to do is, since you did Deadly Regenesis, I'm going to do an X-Men book, which is right. X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, I wasn't going to do this. I, I, I go ahead, spoil it. The reason I'm reviewing this book, because I was not going to review this book at first, but I'm doing it now was because there was an image that Marvel leaked themselves of Kingpin coming to record. And I wanted to answer the question, like how the hell is Kingpin crossing the gates going to record? Nobody can answer that question for me. So I was like, damn, I wish there was a podcast out there that would review this book so I can, you know, find out how he came to record and I realized there isn't one. So I guess I need to do it myself. So here I go. Here I go. So yeah. I'm gonna reveal how the Kingpin got to record, even though the storyline has nothing to do with Kingpin going through Krakoa. It's about the Brood. So yeah, it's about the Brood. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Yeah, it's a Brood book. Uh, yeah. So the book starts off. So basically, what's going on in the last couple of uh, X-Men books? The Brood have been attacking people all over space and shit like that. Uh, but the thing is, the leader of the Brood lives on in Krakoa, and he basically already said, "Don't worry, the the Brood is under my control." Can do is let me know what y'all them to do and i'll get control of the brood so he was the brood to the x-men so he's chilling relaxing and that's when magic and Dream grace shows he's like hey what y'all doing here he was like uh yeah the brood are out of control i thought you said you had control of the brood they're like i do have control of the brood matter of fact i can show you right now i have control of the brood he got some brood sleeping behind him he wakes them up and he like watch this it makes him start doing the thriller dance you know and he was like how do they know the thriller dance he was like they know what i know like they we are a high mind. they control i control them exactly how i want to so imagine to start dancing with them to start doing the michael jackson thriller dance and gene Grace is like okay something's not right here you know what uh i need it i need to pick it to your mind and see exactly what's going on in there and Bruce is like uh what if i say no and gene like i wasn't asking and then boom there you go <laughs> Meanwhile, the X-Men are at some uh, uh in another planet that's being attacked by the brood called the planets called Refugee Rock or whatever. So, they're basically they're trying to get all the refugees out of here before they get attacked by the brood. They do it, and Cyclops sees his father who was attacked by the brood and like the two issues before something like that. He's like, Hurry up, get the people on the ships, so we can get the hell out of here. So, as they do, uh, Iceman, you know, basically. Cannot be killed at this point. <laughs> the only do is just piss him off, and he turns one of them into ice, like from the inside out. And while they get out of here, Iceman just makes like a huge wall. He's like everybody's got out of here. Don't worry about me. Just go. And they were like, "Don't worry, we'll come back for you." And when they get ready to come back for him, they turn around, and he's like a miniature Ant Man-sized Iceman. And he's like, "Don't worry, shrinkage happened to everybody." You know, I'll grow when we get more moisture, you know. So and that's the thing. So the X-Men halt, I tail it out of there, and they got all these refugees on the ship, and they just like we just gotta get out of here before we you know, before we crash, whatever. Uh meanwhile, Forge, don't care. Not that I don't like Forge, but it's about a storyline, don't get shit to do with what we're talking about right now. <laughs> uh meanwhile, Jean Gray is in brew's mind and she sees him how he's controlling the brew. And basically what happened, the, the brew still need to feed and still need to eat and everything like that. So instead of just randomly attacking people, he only sends them after bad guys. Anybody that is a bad guy, he sends the brood after him. So he kind of like aims him, kind of like Morbius. Well, not the movie, the comic. You know, where he attacks bad people. So they, you know, uh, everywhere he goes, you know, the universe prays and stuff like that. They think he's doing a good thing. And it's like, cool. So yeah, like I told you, I can, I control the bruise every waking move. You're like, that's cool. But what about when you sleep? You're like, what? And then she makes him go to sleep. While he sleeps, that's when she hears like this evil maniacal laugh, and it turns out it's nightmare. Nightmare's back. Gene Gray kicked his ass back in issue five. Nightmare. He hasn't forgotten, yep. He's riding his evil horse and shit like that. And yeah, he's like, I've came to get re- once I heard that a kid was a, like the brood. That's just too easy. So, he, so basically, anytime kid brood sleeps, nightmare takes a show to the brood and just have the brood just do whatever the fuck they want wants them to do. Uh... And basically, he's like, and not only this, I'm going to make the Earth's nightmare the worst thing. I'm going to control the brood, have them do whatever I want them to do. And when they attack the galaxy, I'm going to make sure that they know that Earth sent the new annihilation wave to them. And they're going to hate you and destroy you. You know, And that's my revenge to the X-Men. He's like, the X-Men will stop you and slap shit out of them. The X-Men ain't going to do shit. You know? uh, I control everything that's going on. Matter of fact, the X-Men are doing my bidding right now. That refugee camp they just rescued... They've all been affected by the Brood. So when they bring them back, the Brood is going to attack everybody, not just ships that just cross by their path. They're going to go nuts and attack everybody. They're going to take over every planet. They're going to swarm the universe. Uh, and that's when it's just like, as a matter of fact, the X-Men won't be able to stop me because they have bigger fish to fry. They got their own monster to worry about. And as we get this call from Sage, it's like, oh, uh, we got an issue. Uh, we got a mutant that's never been here before. They just crossed the path and they brought their husband with them too. Uh, and Emma Frost is like, Look, unless it's Dr. Doom's wife or some other supervillain named Doctor, just sit, give him a sh- room and show him around like that. She I was about like, to say, Who
1: the fuck is Emma Frost married to?
0: <laughs> right, <laughs> 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 she does. They just know a supervillain is on the plot right She's like, It's not Dr. Doom, but I kind of wish it was Dr. Doom. And that's when you got Typhoid Mary flipping around something like that. And what do we now? Typhoid Mary was created in the 80s. Look at her hairstyle. Not black, but she's got the rocking a big ass. I was to perm. say, I
1: thought she- <laughs> <laughs> she's
0: not, but she's rocking a big ass perm. That's the thing. That's the thing. So Typhoid Mary is here. He's like Mary likes you, and she just and she kisses her for some reason. And this was just like uh, tell Emma Frost, I have arrived. That's when you get Wilson Fisk rocking the same Hawaiian shirt. Oh,
1: that's and right. Won- they were she was married to her.
0: Yeah, they're still married. Yeah. yeah. So he's just like sent and, and Mary and Typhoid Mary is a mutant you know i don't know if that's mm-hmm. been established or a thing but anyway she's a mutant she got a power so king Pitch is like well if she's a mutant and i'm married to typhoid mary i have asylum in in krakowa so since everybody their mom is looking for me right now i have i seek refuge in her core here's my thing though typhoid Mary's a mutant she walked through the gates no big deal how the hell is Kingpin walking through the gates? I was just
1: about to say, can't I thought he can't were loud. walk through the
0: gates? That they, yeah. they just what the hell is going on here? And everybody I ask, nobody's giving me the right answer. They're like, we well, just read the book.
1: I read thought, uh, yeah, minute. I thought humans couldn't go to Krakoa.
0: Humans can't go to And Just because you married oh. a mutant doesn't mean you have the right to go to Krakoa. You can't go but, there unless like they let you go there. But is he a brood? But the brood can't go through either.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I thought the brood
1: can like cl- turn into like motherfuckers and shit.
0: No, no, no. They like infect motherfuckers. But even if they infect him, he's not a human, and he's just a human, so he still can't okay. work okay. With the case. All right. So yeah, this is a big retcon. Hopefully, somebody will explain this because this is really irritating me, really irking me. I don't like when they set rules and just change rules.
1: Or is you know? the shapeshifter is it fucking mystique or some shit? Or, I don't know.
0: It better be. Cause this pisses me up <laughs> anyway. And Emma Frost finds out the Kingpin is in Krakoa. She's like, "Fuck my lives, end. <laughs> so, and then they show uh, Kingpin's reward that he has on his head right now. He got a He got a quarter million reward on his head right now from the Pole. They knew I could catch him. So, that's my thing. So, yeah. So, the or whole is reason
1: it I, is it going to be something stupid? Like he bought some mutant dna from reed or some shit and injecting oh something.
0: i hope like mr sinister so, or some shit something I, I,
1: yeah like he bought something from Like i really hope
0: he, they explain it because they just let him just walk because that's the whole point of core. you just can't walk yeah. through the gate it's because like, even i know that I I,
1: I I don't i'm not into the x-men but even i know that
0: <laughs> yeah like typhoon mary American walk through but he can't walk through but they better explain that shit i don't know Maybe I'm getting too upset about it. Maybe else, nobody else cares, but I'm getting. This is upset bullshit. <laughs> fuck this book. You know, like, I really am like, fuck this book. You set the rule and you just change the rules. So, yeah. This is the Hell Hydra
1: of the 2020s. <laughs> Cap the most Hail controversial Hydra. X-Men book of Secret the book. Empire or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, man. All right. So, what, what else you got?
1: Um. Oh, Batman and the Joker. Deadly Duo number five. Okay.
2: Um,
1: Let's see. Art what we got. and writer, writing and art by Mark Silvestri. Um, okay. So that's the big selling point. The art is dope. The writing's high. <laughs>
0: it's like a '90s um, image comic, but
1: yeah. Yeah, it, it, definitely getting a lot of '90s vibes as far as the writing but mark silvestri he's one of my favorite right, artists so i was like that that's the selling point um and here's a here, here and here's just a scene of bat bat girl beating the fuck out of the joker just cuz
0: cuz <laughs> of, of the shit she, uh, he did right
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um so this is yeah this is a black label book so it's not in continuity it's just a standalone elseworld story of batman um basically someone has been cloning these mutant Joker zombie things, and they're running around Gotham killing motherfuckers and leaving Joker DNA. Joker's been like, yo, I didn't do this shit. (laughs) (laughs) So basically Joker teams up with Batman, hence the deadly duo. Batman has to work with the Joker. Right,
0: not the dynamic duo, the deadly duo.
1: The deadly duo. So that's what Joker wants to clear his name, and he needs Batman's help. So they're trying to figure out who the hell is cloning these mutant zombie Joker things? Um, it starts out uh, there's that there was a wedding that got that the Joker blew up and Batman tried to save a bunch of people, a bunch of people died and shit. So he's remembering that shit. But this, but the guy, the guy who the wedding or whatever, he was like a scientist who was doing a bunch of DNA cloning, splicing, sci-fi shit um there's a big huge word exposition dump of him explaining it was really boring him explaining all the sci-fi jargon shit that got boring after a while but basically this guy was doing like cloning experimenting shit. um and but now he's dead he's dead now he died in this wedding um meanwhile these zombie joker things kidnapped uh gordon so so gordon they're trying to find gordon um and that's where this scene comes in where batgirl finds out that batman's been working with the joker you know oh
0: he okay she didn't know that
1: she didn't know she's like we gotta find my dad we gotta find my bed then she goes finds like the joker like what the fuck you're working with batman <laughs> you know you're the you, what the hell bruce you're working with the joke what the hell so she be, like grabs the Joker's like, where's my father? Where's my, cause all the DNA points to the Joker and Joker's like, I don't know. But she just beats the fuck out of him. Shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Batman goes underground and then there's another long exposition dump of the history of Gotham and these secret subways and a church, a cathedral that never finished. And that's where the, he goes and finds like all these dead corpses at like a wedding, so basically a bunch of all the people that died at that dude's wedding are all in this like abandoned, unfinished cathedral, and their corpses are all propped up. It's actually pretty fucking cool and creepy, you know. As far as like horror, it's a cool scene, and Silvestri's artwork is dope. So all these like corpses are in a church, like for a wedding, and their bodies are all propped up and shit. And um, then it turns out that dude's daughter is the one I think who's because she he was the dude was using his daughter's DNA or something to make these Joker zombie things so she shows up and she's all in a bride gown or like a uh, we call it the bride dress wedding dress or whatever um, she's all in a wedding dress yeah. and she's all zombified and all creepy looking and like it's that dude's daughter so that's kind of like the big reveal I think that it's this dude's daughter that's been making these Joker things, I think. Um, all that wordy shit gotten a little boring, so that's my one thing. I'll get this a three point five out of five just because it was like, it was like the one. It was like that lull. It's been all action and all this cool shit going on, but this is the one where okay, we're gonna explain everything, and it was just long, very wordy, bunch of you know, a lot of text in this book. Um, but the ending was pretty cool. That whole scene of the, all the fucking dead, the dead wedding or whatever <laughs> was pretty cool. <laughs> you know, the art was dope. Um, but yeah, kind of like the big reveal. So this is like, I think there's like two more issues left in this. So I think they're finally going to have the big action battle and shit. So um, yeah, so I guess 3.5 out of 5, just because it got a little wordy. A lot of text. But the artists don't. So
0: nice. All right. So last book I'm going to do is Amazing Spider-Man 21. That's the last book I'm going to do. Now the reason I'm doing this Amazing Spider-Man 21 because they're saying this is supposed to be the story. It's supposed to be the one.
1: 21, you said. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it took them that long. like Two, two years, years to get two two years years to the story. <laughs> the story, right. The thing they hinted at the very first issue about why everybody hates Spider Man and why does Mary Jane have kids like that. They're supposed to explain it. It I'm doesn't, sorry. but they're saying it's supposed to be a story that sets it up for that. So, yeah. Well,
1: good job to you for waiting that long.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i would forgotten about it. I just, when they just said it, I was just like, oh, yeah, that was a thing. Let me just figure out what the hell's going on. So, yeah, let's see about that. So, Spider-Man and mary jane what the hell is going with them the story that you have been waiting for so yeah so basically goes through actually present day so as it gets you up with actually what's going on with peter parker so if you don't know what's going on peter parker works for norman osborne works for oscorp and he's late for work of course but norman realizes he's he's a dumbass so he expects to be late meanwhile mary jane has kids and a husband and get ready for school and yeah they go off their own day. I like how it parallels each other. Yeah. Meanwhile, a storm comes out of nowhere, and she just like, oh no, he's back. The scribble man. I'm like, who? So apparently he's a I don't know if he's a new thing or a thing that's been there before, but apparently the scribble man is back. And that's what Mary Jane is telling him. Oh no, he's back, we're in danger, and yeah, cut you one year earlier. So we go to Rikers Island, and uh, and that's when you got this dude. That's a Scribble Man right there. And he's he's got like a cult, and he's killed his cult. Uh, and he's got one guy left. He like, I, I will sacrifice your life to weigh yep up or some shit uh, by blood sacrifice. And he kills him. And when he kills him, that's when he hears Mary Jane and Peter talking. He's like, oh, it's, it's them. Okay. So he just teleports to them. And apparently this shit happened back in Macy Spider-Man 8. 64 34 I can't read that right now, but whatever. Anyway, he blows <laughs> it up and just said, like, you are the chosen ones or some shit. So he blows away the doors stuff like that. Uh, and like, one of you must die, one of you must be held with vengeance or some shit. So he smacks Peter, smacks across the room, thinks he kills him because you know, I don't think he knows he's Spider Man, he just knows he's just some dude in his way. Uh, grasmere Jane before he can do anything, uh, Spider Man like throws a Piece of the wall at him (laughs) and then knocks him like get your hands off her goes out of there and then he's like you got my spare suit it's in the bottle drawer go get it so while he falls he just spalls the ground that's it and when he slams to the ground just blows up a car like that spider's like oh thank god you're okay i was worried you know and he's like uh you will be sacrificed but to the god up and spider man webs him up his mouth he's like oh shut the hell up do you know what you just did that young lady's apartment just trashed. Her boyfriend was about to move in and you destroy that. So he just starts this wail on his ass. He's like, oh, I'm not finished talking. And he's like, keeps punching on him. And that's when he's like, okay, are you done fighting? He's like, yeah, I'm done fighting. That's it. So, but that's when he like does some some weird mama-jama voodoo shit to Peter. And apparently this is a flashback to another book I didn't read with Spider-Man. It took the God way up. And he's like, Yeah. So he curses Peter. And then he goes and he said, Oh, I already cursed the other one. So then Mary Jane looks at her hand and she realized she got some weird marking on her, also. And that's when they get teleported, both of them, to I don't know, somewhere. Look like New York, but like a, a fucked up version the of New York. Up
1: version of New York?
0: Yeah. Cause I see the what's that, the flat iron or some shit? Yeah. Yeah, and that may very well be like Avengers Mansion back, or Avengers Tower back there, you know. Uh, But yeah, that's it. So, was basically none of the questions I had, none of the answers that I wanted, got answered. So, I'm back to square one. I still do not know. If anything, I'm more confused now than what I was before I bought this book. So, thank you, Marvel. I don't know. I guess I figure out what's going on. I guess I stay with because I I I feel like I gotta know at this point. You know, I could just wiki to some shit, or just follow Gomer's podcast. I know he'll tell me. So,
1: <laughs> I'm surprised you're still on this because I know you're not. I, so I
0: wasn't. To- you know, I, I dropped yeah. this book. Uh, yeah, I haven't been keeping up with this book. I just saw this is when it happens. It's like just see what happens.
1: I know so, it's yeah, got, got no, your I boy Ramita I, on the yeah <laughs> and and John Ramita.
0: But I'm giving credit John Ramita. He has. He has good layouts. He knows how to frame he's action.
1: Paid his dues.
0: <laughs> yes, he's. I, I'm not hating, even job though he's it.
1: a junior. Obviously, no, just... <laughs> <Right. laughs>
0: <What> the hell, <laughs> we're canceled. Good night, Gracie. <laughs> uh, so no, I
1: never, right. I never minded Ramita. That's true. I hated
0: Ramita's art before, but like, what's it? it was like? Some Superman book he wrote him and Bendis. Him and Bendis wrote a Superman book, and I like this is the most god awful shit I ever read in my life. But this one—well,
1: that's got to be pretty recent, because
0: yes, it is. Just like Superman, yeah, yeah. That's about like the last run. I was like, I can't read this. I got to drop this shit. So yeah. <laughs> so it's not bad. He, he's doing Spider-Man like hell. He used to, he pretty much like was one of the first like big Spider-Man artists after like Ditko and his his dad. He was like his the dad, other like yeah. big one after that. But yeah. So yeah. all right. So so what you got?
1: No, I'm booked out. I, Wait, what? I, uh, yeah, well, I did read okay. the New Mutants, but I can't. I didn't know what the fuck was
0: going. On. Oh, the Lethal Legion.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I. It was a bunch of characters I never heard of.
0: Okay, it's always the. I can't
1: remember. What's her name? Escapade.
0: Who? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. So if you don't know who she is,
1: I don't know who she. she is. She. I don't think
0: it's a dude. Okay. <laughs>
1: Escapade. Yeah, and then I don't know. There, she's training on Krakoa. Um. To do some shit. Um, Probably
0: from the nineties or some shit. see something. Rain. I'm sorry. I noticed they taking like the other X team, Generation X, shit, like they just stick them on the new movie.
1: Maybe mutants just... Rains like helping her train and shit. And they fight a big dragon at the end. Uh, I, I thought it was just, uh, uh, it, it didn't grab me. It, it I, I'm not current on X lore. Um, I haven't read the New Mutants in a while. Um, so I try to drop as a number one. I was, I'll try to drop in and. I didn't know what was going
0: on, so I thought like an or and shit. I didn't know what it was, but yeah.
1: no, it's like a new arc. It's like a one through five. So interesting. I don't know if it like if it's I don't know if it's an ongoing or whatever, but it just said one through five. It said new well, creative what, team. What
0: these, what these books are doing now, they say one through five, but if it starts selling, they're like, you know
1: what, throw some more issues. On yeah, I, yeah, I I wasn't sure who she was. Um, I can't even remember I yeah, that's why I was like, yeah. I don't know. I'm
0: yeah, cause, cause Poison Ivy was a limited series.
1: Yeah. Now it's, all and like now it's number, still and it's still going. It's like number nine now or whatever. Right. <laughs>
0: you're like, yeah. well, keep going. Okay.
1: But yeah, I, I, I'm not privy to X lore enough to give it a a warranted review, is what I'm saying. So it's like Okay, yeah. If we'll you're an X fan, history. if you're a hardcore X fan, you might dig it, you know. Um, but I'm not so
0: I know the core members when you start digging in the escapade. Well, like Warpath
1: is in it for like a couple panels, and Daddy Moonstar, I think, has a one line of dialogue.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, but Rain Rain's in it. Rain's okay. in it. She she's training this escapade. Um, yeah, I don't think Sunspot or anybody else or Magic showed
0: up. They they're probably in Shiar Galaxy. or They, they all doing some weird yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, hell, Magic was in X-Men. She's she's X-Men now.
1: Okay, yeah. Actually, yeah, she, she was, was in the yeah. X-Men
0: book I just uh reviewed. Yeah, she but, with yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, she was well, there was a big X-Men or New Mutants thing. Fa- like one of the last New Mutants arcs I've read was about Magic giving letting what's her name? Pryor, Madeline Pryor take over Limbo. And
2: that right. was like
1: the last story arc I read. So I haven't read I haven't read New Mutants in a while. So I tried to jump back in. I'm like, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
0: So, oh well, and what well, last thing I want to talk about uh, good news dog has finally brought back all the death row albums that were released on uh, streaming services, they've been gone for like about a year. Oh, okay, he brought them all back, yeah. So, chronic doggy style. I've listened to all that old death row 90s stuff, deep cover, Love it. <laughs> deep cover. it's all on that. All this stuff was going like that. The funny thing is, like, for those who don't know, uh, Hasbro had owned Death Row Records for a while. Like the Has- same people that own Transformers? Yeah, Hasbro owned them.
1: Death Snoop Dogg
0: bought Death Row from Hasbro. <laughs>
1: so, Suge Knight sold it to Hasbro?
0: Oh, no, no, when Suge Knight got locked up. He lost it in like some kind of liquidation, whatever oh. like that. So it was just out there, and Hasbro just bought it.
1: Ooh, I did not know that. Yeah, damn, we could have had like action figures, Snoop Dogg action figures, and
0: yeah, <laughs> Gomer and them did like a whole show on it when that shit happened. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they did the whole thing like, and they got like, probably like, okay, we want like a Dr. Dre with one of them weird Transformers, like Jazz or some shit. I don't know who the fuck they were talking about, but yeah, so they were doing that. But anyway, Snoop Dogg bought it from Hasbro, took it off streaming when he did it because I think he was gonna turn them like into NFTs, some shit like that. Luckily, no one gives a fuck about NFTs. Was it-
1: wasn't Vanilla Ice signed a death row at one point?
0: No, no. He wasn't signed a death row. However, I think his Ghostwriter was signed a death row. Oh. And that's why Suge Knight I hung him out of Windows money? So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they left that out of the death row movie, but yeah. <laughs> uh Yeah, but anyway, it's back on there. Listen to all the 90s death row stuff. It's there. Jamming. Awesome. Love it. But yeah, that's all I got. And,
1: and I'll just say, add this one little thing. A shout out to... and. In- Indigenous pop is that what it's called? Indigenous Comic Con happened this weekend in Oklahoma. It's like the first time they've had it since the pandemic. Um, it took place in Oklahoma City or maybe Tulsa, I forget. Anyways, it's like the first Indigenous Comic Con. Um, basically, uh, yeah, a bunch of Native artists and actors from. Shows like Reservation Dogs were there, and you know the cosplay contests. They they had a screening of Prey with like the producer and oh, shit. Oh, that was awesome. Okay. Um. Yeah, the Star Wars in Navajo in the Navajo language that they, they like Lucasfilms Films actually, you know, licensed Wait, so it was the,
0: official. Okay. Yeah,
1: licensed the Navajo Nation to dub it in their language, and um, I guess all that shit happened. Um, a tribe called Geek, I think, is one of the sponsors. That's the that's the site I I. Uh, I write for Tribe Call Geek. They're similar to Outright Geekery. Shout out to Outright Geekery. That's another, Tribe call Geek is a, another nerd culture site with an indigenous perspective. We review movies, comics, books, and stuff like that from, a, you know, and then showcase native artists and comics, media, all that shit. And I happen to write, do reviews for them. So yeah, I just wanted to put that out there that yeah, indigenous Comic-Con happened again. Finally, after three years or whatever.
0: Oh, with well, pandemic, we, we got to blame it on the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, but shout out to All Right Geekery and Gomer and all the shit he does.
0: Right. <laughs> and whoever <laughs> else running because it's, it's a it's a whole machine that we don't even know how it works. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I said, if you listen this long, definitely like, share, subscribe. Uh, if you listen this long, we appreciate you. Watch this long, we appreciate you. It it helps out the algorithm, you know. Uh, next week we'll come up with new shit. I will watch Shazam. Give my false critiques on it, you know. Shazam
1: comes out next week.
0: Comes out next week, yeah. So I will watch it, see what it go from there. uh What else comes out this week? Something else comes out this week, but I don't know what it is.
1: On TV, I mean. On TV, no, no, no,
0: like TV wise, but I don't know. But and I, I I probably do some video game news. You know what? We just dropped video game news all of a sudden. We're gonna, we're gonna bring that back. We're gonna, I'm gonna do something.
1: Well, there hasn't been any games that I've played
0: lately. Oh, yes, I will do some video game news. Okay, Resident Evil uh demo just dropped it's on my hard drive right now i didn't play it because i was lazy i was
1: tired four but yeah is it four yeah it's just a demo it's a remake or whatever i might yeah, check it yeah. out then yeah
0: yeah remake of the demo so
1: yeah. i played i played four <laughs>
0: yeah so but it's <laughs> you on know, the it's,
1: gamecube i had that on the gamecube
0: <laughs> i did too i bought a gamecube just for that and smash brothers pretty uh, much yeah, but, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah but until then this is leroy this is eli Talk to you guys next week. Same bullet time, same bullet channel.
2: Funky, yeah, th- 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 I went solo on that ass, but it's still the same. Long Beach is the spot where I serve my king Follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me, but don't lose your grip. Nine trips they the year's in for me to fuck up. She, so I ain't holding nothing back. And motherfucker, I got five on the 20s. Track. It's like that, and as a matter of fact, because I never hesitate to put a nigga on his back. Yeah, so keep out the manuscript. You see that it's a must, we drop gangs. What's my motherfucking name? It's the bow to the wild, creepin' and growlin', yiggy, yes, yo, then Snoop Doggy Dog in the motherfuckin' house like every day. Droppin' shit with my nigga, Mr. Dr. Drake. Like I said, niggas can't fuck with this, and niggas can't fuck with that shit that I drop cause you know it don't stop, Mr. 187 on the motherfuckin' top. Tick-tock, now with I glock, just some nuts in the cock. Robbin' motherfuckers, and I killed them blood cops And I stepped through the fog, and I creep through the small Cause I'm Snoop Doggy, 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 oh Air and wave the motherfuckers like you just don't care oh, Yeah, roll up the dank and pour the drink and watch it stink Why? Cause doggies on the gang, my bank rolls on swole My shit's on hit legit, now I'm on parole, stroke With the dog pound right behind me And up in your is where you might find me Laying that, playing that G thing She want the nigga with the biggest nuts And guess what, he is I and I am him Slim with the tilted brim, what's my motherfucking name?